Hi, my name's Elizabeth, and I'm one of the co-hosts here on the Mom Guilt Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And if you've been a listener for a while now, please, please, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. This is how we're going to get it out to other moms who need to hear the gospel. And also, if you find this content helpful, please take time to share with another mom who may be struggling in the midst of mom guilt. Let's jump into this week's episode on guilt around summer academics. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mom Guilt Podcast. This podcast is simply a conversation between friends. Elizabeth and I have been friends for a long time now, and together we have seven kids. My husband and I have four kids, and her and her husband have three kids. And with that many kiddos to love and to take care of, we have found that it also gives us a healthy, well, unhealthy dose of mom guilt right alongside there. Um, And so we found like during um, play dates or phone calls that we'd have, we would just be calling each other just really frustrated and feeling really guilty and weighed down. And the other Mm -hmm. person that we would talk to would encourage us and point us to the gospel. And that's our hope for this podcast is that we can be those people to you that when you're feeling mom guilt, we can point you to the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. I am Stephanie, and the last time that I felt mom guilt was, actually, it's been going on for a long time. This is one of those, it's like a slow hit of the guilt that just continues to climb. My daughter has had stomach issues on and off, like we've taken her to the Mm -hmm. doctor for probably the last like year and a half. And through different things, like my husband just found out he actually has a gluten and dairy intolerance, which didn't Mm -hmm. show up on any of like an allergy testing type stuff. And so my husband and I are like, maybe there's a higher chance that my daughter has it if my husband does, because it could be like a genetic thing. Yeah. What if all of these stomach problems and stomach aches every night are caused from like gluten and dairy? Mm-hmm. And so we made the really hard decision to like take her off gluten. And it's so hard. I have yeah. felt so guilty because I'm doing this because I love her and I want her to feel better. But it's so hard to explain to an eight-year-old that you mm-hmm. can't have the donuts that other kids are having because mom and dad are experimenting to see if this makes you feel better to take gluten yeah. out of your diet. And it has been so hard. Oh, that's so hard because kids tend to think in the right now, you know, yeah. but I want this right now. They don't necessarily think of like long-term or big picture. Yeah. Cause it's, I'll find her like, I'm like, where's, she, where's she at? And I'll like go to her bed and she's like sitting at her bed crying. And she's like, I just want to eat oh, what all the other kids sweet. eat mom. Like, but honey, have you had stomach aches since we have done this? And she's yeah. like, no. Like, so, but it's making you feel better. She's like, yeah. But I just really want what they have. And so like trying to have that conversation with an eight-year-old is so hard and it just rips my heart. And I feel so guilty because, you know, what if, why didn't I catch this sooner, you know? Mm -hmm. But then also like, what if this isn't actually like helping her? I think it is. But what if it's not and I'm just causing all of this pain and frustration that she can't have Mm -hmm. these foods for nothing? I don't know. I don't know the future. Well, first of all. You're trying to love her and care for her. And this is a short period of time in her life. You mm. know, it will not, uh, you know, it will. Hopefully it's short. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a lifelong thing, but. Yeah, but she will adjust. She will. And, She's a strong one. And yeah. it's better you're right than her being in pain or hurting yeah. her body. And she will grow up and she'll understand. And you are a good mom. Thank you. Who loves her baby, you know. <laughs> she's your oldest, but she's still your baby. She is. And it's not your fault that you didn't know earlier. How could you have known? I know, but I think as a mom, you always look back and you're like, why didn't I yeah. see this earlier? And so I'm beating myself up with that. And yeah. Thank you. No I need that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Well, my name is Elizabeth. And the last time that I felt mom guilt was actually, I think it was like two nights ago. My youngest, um, she takes her diaper off at night. <laughs> so it's like terrible. And we've tried onesies. We've tried so many things and she takes it off. And then she just like pees the bed. Oh, no. And so we put a sleep sack on her. Like, and Ooh. we have to put it on backwards because oh, she can unzip it. That's a mom trick right there. I put know. it on backwards. They can't get it off. Seriously. Take note, listener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we've been doing that. And one of the nights, it was just really hot. And... We have air conditioning up there and everything, but it was just so hot. And I was like, I'm going to go check on her. And she was so sweaty. And she was, I felt so bad. (laughs) I felt so bad. And she was so sweaty. And she was like, milk, milk. And so she's thirsty. (laughs) Yeah. And I just felt like the worst mom. Like, oh my goodness. She could have overheated. Oh my goodness. You checked on her. I know. After a a little bit, I checked on her. So. How long have babies lived without air conditioning? It's true. So I, she was okay. She was all. But you know, just it was that feeling of yes. like, I put the sleep sack Aww. on her and then she could have overheated. And Aww. yeah. And so, you know, it, she's fine. <laughs> she's, she is. She's healthy. You were a good mom. You were doing something to try to help her. Yeah. You, sometimes it feels like you can't win. <laughs> no. Like, just sleep. Don't take your diaper off. But then you're going to overheat. But <laughs> no, it will be okay. She won't take her diaper off forever. She won't. She won't be in diapers forever. We did an episode on this. Oh that can be our hope. <laughs> Boom. That's what I'm going to think of every time. She won't need diapers someday. <laughs> it's true. I need that. Well, today we are talking about mom guilt from summer academics or yeah. the lack thereof, right? Yes. Like, I don't know. So we homeschool, but I still like... I had these this great plan that I mm. like printed off these worksheets and my daughters were going to do a math worksheet and then read 15 minutes every day. We enrolled them in the summer reading program and all this stuff. And it went really, really good yeah. for three days. And then <laughs> yeah. they started fighting me on it. And Absolutely. I persevered for a week and a half. And then I just stopped caring because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is too hard. I quit. But now I feel really guilty because it's like, okay, well, but what if they slide back? Because there's this mm. thing called the summer slide that if yeah. you don't have your kids work on stuff, they're going to forget during the summer vacation. And then you're going to start up school and they'll be really far behind. And then it feels like they'll be behind for life. And then they'll never graduate yes. high school and then do college. They'll and, never you know, get you're, a you're, job you're, and move out. <laughs> All because they didn't do kindergarten math, people. <laughs> no, I feel this so strong. I shared, I think, briefly in another episode that my oldest, who just graduated kindergarten, um, his teacher had mentioned that she was concerned about his reading in the summer sliding. Um, and I remember feeling so guilty, like I should have read with him more. I should have prevented this more. And so now his teacher's coming once a week and reading with him. And I just feel terrible. I feel like, oh no, he's going to go on to school and always be behind. And like you said, Aww. like if somehow I have set him up to fail and my own doing has impacted his future and I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. And I think it's really interesting that you and I are both struggling with the same thing, even yeah. though we do different school choices. Exactly. Like those same guilt intentions are still there. Mm-hmm. Whether you homeschool, Christian school, public school, it's all hard. It is. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel this tension. Like I want to 
have him ready for the next year. But then I also want him to enjoy summer. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that? Oh, for sure. I feel that like with homeschooling, because part of the reason my husband and I chose, I mean, there's a lot of reasons we homeschool. We're actually going to do, all right, here's a sneak peek for you guys that are listening to this one. There is a three-part mini series that is in the works that we're going to have a really awesome guest on. And we're going to have three episodes in each episode dedicated to talking about guilt around a specific school choice. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about homeschooling guilt. Mm -hmm. You're going to be talking about public school guilt and then we're going to have a guest on um, who's going to talk about like Christian or private schooling guilt that comes with that. Yeah. So there's kind of a, a caveat here like, yeah, hey, this is coming. Um, You know, but it's just so interesting. And one of the things that I have had so many people encourage me on that are homeschooling moms that are like down the road is like, you know what? They might take longer to read at the mm-hmm. beginning, but by like third or fourth grade, there's pretty much you even out and you can't mm-hmm. like if you if you're looking at kids and if you're even a teacher in a public classroom you wouldn't be able to pick out this kid struggles in kindergarten and this one didn't because they're all mm-hmm. going to kind of come kids just learn at different paces yeah and so that's just something that like i continually need that reminder so i just want to encourage you with that yeah. that just because your son is maybe struggling right now doesn't mean he always will and i feel like as an adult i'm not continuing to read like at advanced grade levels like there's some point in adulthood yeah. where you're like i'm just gonna read and not care about the reading level and that kind of goes away. I don't know. So, so looking yeah. at big picture, like, I think it will be fine. Yeah. But we can get so caught up and so anxious looking at right here and right now and forgetting the big picture. And sometimes I need that reminder. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm in that. And when I don't know any different, I mean, I only know <laughs> what I'm going through now. Well, and you've only had one kid that's reading too. Yeah. So like, this is your first. So you exactly. don't even have another kid to compare it to be like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. Kind of like when you're children are little and you're like they all walk at different paces they Mm -hmm. all talk at you know different times it's similar to that I'm almost going through that again Mm -hmm. and it's kind of uncomfortable it really is and I feel like you know I want sometimes I'm on one spectrum where I'm like sit down we're gonna do this 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 (laughs) you know you're not falling behind and then the other end of it where I'm like he needs rest too you're a kid go be a kid yeah because you can't be a kid when you're 18 yeah not the way you can when you're five exactly and I'm almost like how much it has changed since I was in kindergarten when Mm -hmm. I was in kindergarten it was like half days now kindergarten is all day when you and I went to kindergarten like what was in first grade is now second grade. Like everything seems like it's yes. more advanced. And I asked one of my friends who was a teacher, I'm like, this seems to me like this is more advanced. And she goes, oh no, it is. Yeah. Like you're, what you learned, you know, in preschool is now like expected in kindergarten. And what you learned in kindergarten is now like it's everything is a year yeah. advanced. That's if that how makes it sense. feels. Yeah. I mean, and so to have her tell me that I'm like, oh, it's not just in my head. No. <laughs> that was like, oh. All right, then. And I just feel like there's so much pressure on mm-hmm. kids and I almost don't want to put too much pressure on my child. I want them to, like you said, be a kid, have mm-hmm. the summer off to swim and do all these things. And I, I just struggle with that tension um, and it's just hard. It feels like sometimes I'm not doing either of those well. I'm failing at both. What I think you said was really key. You were talking about mm-hmm. tensions and balance. Yeah. And I think so often... When you put more emphasis on one than the other, we feel really guilty. But I just want to encourage you that it's okay and it's good for you Mm -hmm. to want your kid to be a kid when they're a kid in the summer. And that's okay. You know, there's this drive in culture, it seems like lately, that your kid has to be advanced. I know I feel that in the homeschooling world because 
You know, there are moms that will homeschool and they'll brag on these Facebook groups. And if you're this mom that has an advanced kid, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. But what I found for me is I'd compare. So when I've got this mom on a Facebook group that's like, my five-year-old just completed level three reading, which is third grade public school, Mm. I'm immediately like, well, I want my kid to do that. So what am I doing wrong that my kid's not that advanced and they hate reading right now? Like, why is your kid reading at a third level grade? Yeah. And mine is in kindergarten and and I would get really worked up and that's okay for that mom to have her mm-hmm. kid advance. That's awesome. Yeah. But just because that's her experience doesn't mean it needs to be mine. I feel like we talked about this in a previous episode, basically. And I, I kind of feel like I just realized this. I'm almost kind of leaning into that lie that my child's behavior or even their academic success mm-hmm. or maybe lack of success, let's say, is a reflection of me. I super struggle with that as a homeschooling mom. That is yeah. such a huge insecurity for me. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel the full weight of teaching them. And if they're not learning well, I'm the only one that people can point fingers at saying yeah. you must have done something wrong. Yeah. And, and that's that, really hard. Yeah. So when they are falling behind, which happens, that it happens. Does. And that probably won't be the first time that they will struggle with something. It's almost like I'm a bad mom. I failed. It's my fault. But then you have the flip side that if your child is really gifted and advanced, there's that pride. I, mm-hmm. I've i been there. My Some of my children were early talkers and I'm like, oh, look at me, yeah. you know, and I can fall into the pride side of it. Like it is because of what I've done. And not to say that what we do doesn't help. And we're called to that attention. We're called to teach them in like you're, you are their teacher. <laughs> um, and, For so good, it, bad, and ugly. <laughs> yeah. And so taking that seriously is important, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it shouldn't define us as moms. Yeah. So, I mean, like whether you're letting your kid, if, if, if you are like on track with the summer reading program and are all about that and are doing the summer worksheets, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. But I think for me, when I'm not doing that, I so often fall into this comparison of me comparing myself to other moms. And when I compare, I'll either, if I'm, if I'm feeling a little saucy and spicy this day, (laughs) I'll like look at a mom where I feel like isn't doing as Mm -hmm. well as I'm doing. And I'll look at it and be like, Oh, I actually shouldn't feel guilty because I'm better than her. Yeah. How horrible is that? Like that's something that goes on in my head that I don't like saying out loud. But if I'm going to be honest in this conversation, I need to. Yeah. That like I'll do that comparison, which is, which is just horrible. But then also, if I'm feeling really bad that day, I'll look at a mom that has like her five-year-old in calculus or something (laughs) that I've read about. And I'm like, oh, I am such a failure. Mm -hmm. I just need to do this summer work and to just push through. And if I put in this work, then my kid's going to be ready for calculus when they're, you know, in second grade or whatever. Um, And so comparison will always lead me down a bad path. Yeah. And I, I heard you saying this earlier too. It's it's either going to say, wow, I'm so much better than that mom, or it's going to mm-hmm. say, well, I'm horrible. Yeah. And in those moments, my heart is skewed and it's it's not where it should be aligned either. Yeah. And we kind of talked about this, what sets the bar mm-hmm. of failing or passing, right? And that's really where we need to look to scripture. What mm-hmm. defines us? What What does God say about this? Well, and I think it's really interesting because so often 
when I'm looking at something, I somehow think that I must have done something or I'm being rewarded for something. And it's so interesting because scripture, if you read it, like sometimes we'll paint a very different picture. Yeah. You know, so thinking of verses like First Corinthians 4, 7, it says, for who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why are you boasting? You mm-hmm. received it. Meaning that it's not something that you have done or earned. And there's, you know, in in that verse, it's talking about all the things that we have can't really be attributed to us. Yeah. It's because God gave them to us. Yeah. And so if you're using summer work and your kid's doing really well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You can praise God for the ability that you have the resources that he gave you, that he, you know, gave yeah. you a brain to know where to find these things and the people that created these resources. That's a gift from the Lord. Yeah. And in those moments when you're when you're feeling like, oh, I'm failing. Okay, first off, you're not failing as no. a mom for not having your kids do like summer worksheets and stuff. But in those moments, go, you know what? God has given me other things that I'm giving my child right now. I'm giving my child great summer memories yeah. that they're not maybe doing math and English, but they're maybe learning how to be a kid. Maybe they're learning about fireflies and you yeah. can teach them about bioluminescence and that's how the fireflies light. Yeah. Or, you know, like even just talking to your kids, of, if you're making cookies, hey kids, we're going to make cookies today. You're still teaching your kids things. It might not be reading and writing, but you're teaching yeah. them that I love you. And this is a secure relationship that you can always come to me. Yeah. I also feel like we can teach and model to our children that their identity is not in their grade Mm. um, or where they are academically because it fluctuates. It does. If we're telling them that their worth is only in where they are with academics, they will be lost. And Mm -hmm. so this is a time to say, yeah, we can work on this. You know, it is good. Schooling is good. But it does not define you. That's not where your worth comes from. And to t- like tell our children that and teach that and model that to them, I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be right back after this quick break. Have you ever wondered what your pastor thinks or talks about behind closed doors? Well, at Live Leadership, you get to hear Lead Pastor Ryan Kimmel and me, Executive Pastor John Delger, talk about some of the leadership issues that we're facing live and right now. We don't promise to have all the answers, but we promise to try to process and think through all the issues that we're facing as leaders in a local church. You can tune into Live Leadership at resoundmedia.cc or wherever you find podcasts. I think one of the other things that I just kind of want to share with my personal experience, because with comparison, I struggle with this so much that, you know, looking at other moms of, well, they're doing this. How come I'm not doing this? And there's actually a picture on Facebook that just popped up. You know how like the Facebook memories from so many years ago. Well, this was one from about three years ago. And my husband has gone through some very significant health problems. And it started um, in probably May or March, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Um, and so it was similar to 4th of July, which is why it just popped up in my newsfeed. Um, but he was at his lowest weight he'd ever been. He couldn't stand up without seeing stars. He was so malnourished. Doctors didn't know what was going wrong. And there was this picture that I have of him and me. And I'm leaning like into him. Like you see all the cute couples yeah. and stuff. And I'm smiling. And I'm looking at this picture. And my husband looks like you can see all of his cheekbones. It's like a skeletal. That's how unhealthy mm. he was. And I posted that picture on Facebook because that's what you're supposed to do when there's family gatherings or big like parties and stuff like that's just part of the social media thing. 
And thinking about how people would look at that picture, they would probably say, oh, look at what a great 4th of July they're having. This is so sweet. She has everything all together. That was one of the hardest seasons in my life. And I look at that picture and it makes me want to cry. Yeah. Because I was trying to put on this face that everything was okay. I had everything all together. It was fine. And my life was falling apart. Mm. And so to look at what that summer, my capacity for what I could do that summer was like, I needed to keep my kids alive. And if I thought anything beyond that, I would start struggling and spiraling and I couldn't deal with it. And so to think through like your season of what your summer looks like, maybe there are summers when you're going to like do summer worksheets every day and that's great. There's also going to be summers, I know there has been in my life, where you're going to let your kids play in the pool and in the sprinkler and do all of the things because you just can't do anymore. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because it's a reminder that it's okay to have seasons where you're just surviving motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it, we and say, it's all going to look different for you. Like, I, you know, yeah. you have had seasons of survival that are mm-hmm. different than mine, but we're all going to have suffering and trials in our life as yeah. Christians. That's just part of the Christian life. Yeah. And so to recognize that and to be prepared and to give yourself grace in those seasons where yeah. things aren't going as expected is super important. And I wish I would have given myself more grace in that season. Yeah. And, you know, we say just surviving, but the reality is, when we're just surviving, we're still providing our children with food and love mm-hmm. in a safe place, um, snuggles. Like we say yeah. just surviving, but we're doing a lot, even mm-hmm. in just the bare minimum, just surviving, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and that like just surviving, that's an awesome thing. Like mm-hmm. God has called you to take care of and steward your kids. Like, yeah. that's great. We are not trying to minimize that. We're just saying that at some seasons in my life, that's yeah. like, that was my to-do list today. To feed yes. my kids, to yeah. keep them clothed if I can, yeah. to change diapers and it, just make it until bedtime. Yeah, and that's okay. You're still a good mom. You are. And so it kind of goes back to whether you feel like you're just surviving, you can't handle one more thing like schoolwork, for your child, or maybe you're in a season where you're feeling like, oh, I can handle a lot right now. This is great. Do not boast. Mm -hmm. Do not feel hopeless, but do it all for the glory of God, knowing that your identity is not in what you do. Right. Well, and I think in knowing that God sees that too, right? So I think of like Proverbs 5 verse 3, it says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. And so God is all knowing. He's all seen. He's there. He knows our heart intentions better than we do ourselves. And so in those moments where you're like, God, I'm just surviving, please help me. God's like, you know what? That's okay. I see that. And I see your heart posture in that. And that's okay. And yeah. I think that that to me is just like, okay, you know, who's, whose opinion ultimately matters? It's God's. Yeah. And God sees our hearts. And even in those hardest moments, we can still glorify Him if our heart posture is correct in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. That is a good reminder because sometimes it, you feel alone in it and mm-hmm. to know you're not alone, that God sees you, He is there for you, is brings me a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. And even so... I mean, taking that and directly applying it to like the summer work or the summer, like the schoolwork for our kids too. So if God sees all and he knows all, like kind of like as a mom, I need to make sure I'm doing a heart check. Like what's why, what's my why? Because I think you can either do the summer worksheet or you can let your kids be kids and not do summer worksheets. 
and God can be glorified in each of those outcomes. And it's completely dependent on what is your heart motivation behind it. So when I say like heart check, that's what I mean of like, what's your why behind it? Are you doing it to try to make your kid excel in academics because that's their identity? Well, that's, that's bad. Are you doing schoolwork so that you can have structure and to teach your kids Mm -hmm. that we persevere? That's great. Yeah. So you can do that outcome with a good or bad heart intention. And then on the flip side, you know, not doing it with your kids. Are you doing it sometimes because you're lazy and you know that it's best and you just don't want to? Well, maybe that needs to be explored as to why that is. Mm. Or are you not doing your summer worksheets to let your kids be kids and to focus on other things in math and reading that year? during the summer surviving that's fine too yeah you know and so it's kind of a long drawn out like example of each of those but I think it's just important to realize that as a Christian God cares just as much if not more about our why Mm -hmm. we do things as moms rather than the actual outcome because the outcome of doing summer work or not doing summer work ultimately in the grand scheme of things there's not like bible verses where it says thou shalt have thy child do like math sheets every year (laughs) (laughs) every day during the summer you know that's not in there Mm -hmm. but in those moments we can either be sinning or we can glorify God by doing those worksheets or not. Yeah, we talk a lot about heart posture on this podcast. I think you're right. It goes right back to what is your heart posture? What is your why in it? And to constantly be thinking of that and checking Mm -hmm. that and talking with your spouse, your husband, and making sure that the heart posture behind whatever you do is good is seeking the Lord. Yeah, because that's where like our mom guilt comes from, right? It's, 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 am I doing this? I'm feeling this conviction or this condemnation. Pick that apart with a girlfriend, mm-hmm. pick that apart with you and I on the podcast, pick it apart with your husband. Like, yeah. why are you feeling that guilt? And if it's something that maybe you need to repent of, then you can do that and be like, great, God has mm-hmm. forgiven me for that sin. Yeah. And if it's something that's like, well, maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on academics. Well, maybe, you know, you, you cracked a little bit in that. But mm-hmm. either way, having that conversation, and pointing yourself towards scripture and your heart postures the why, that's really how you're going to be have any relief from this mom guilt that we yeah, feel. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes practice mm-hmm. and time. And that's why you need good, godly women yep. who are going to encourage that. Yeah, and have the same conversation sometimes over and over and <laughs> yes. over again because we don't get it right away. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, so kind of listener, as we close down our time here together, we just kind of want to leave you with this, that if you're feeling guilty over not having your kids complete their summer work packet, mm-hmm that's okay. Mm -hmm. You can draw back and you can look at the big picture. You can have conversations about things and learn things in other ways than a worksheet. And as Christian moms, we actually can use this opportunity to talk to our kids about balance, about the balance of being a kid and yet working and all of these different balances that as an adult, they're going to have to navigate. We can give our kids a jumpstart on that as kids over something silly, like summer math worksheets or a silent reading during the summer. So you guys can go and you can live your life unburdened from this guilt around summer academics, knowing that both work and rest come from the Lord. Until next time, see you later. Bye. We really want to hear from you, listener. If you would be able to email us ways that you are struggling with mom guilt so that we can speak specifically to those topics, we would love to hear from you. If you could email us at momguiltpodcast at gmail.com, we will respond to that and we will, if it's okay with you, read that email on a podcast and specifically address those questions or those topics that you really would like us to speak to. Mom Gill is a member of the Resound Podcast Network. For more gospel-centered content, visit resoundmedia.cc.